0: This is an exclusive presentation of WWO 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Hey, welcome into Unholstered. Hopefully you are having a fantastic weekend. I know we're coming off the Memorial Day weekend. Um, Hopefully, you had a great long holiday. uh, But more importantly, hopefully, you took a moment to pause and reflect why we had that three day holiday to begin with. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good
1: morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. And welcome to Unholstered.
0: Sophia and I have teamed up to create this show, Unholstered, so we can share and tell all of the stories that don't always get told when it comes to law enforcement. Um, We always say that no topic is off limits. And I think it's appropriate, Sophia, as I mentioned, we're coming off the Memorial Day holiday, I think it's appropriate, as this is like the unofficial launch to summer, uh, that we talk about all things summer when it comes to law enforcement. Everything from biking to boating to driving to drinking to not buckling up. All of the things that's just really important to know as we head into the summer season.
1: Yes, it's really important as we head into the summer months that we just kind of um, give you some information to keep you safe, keep your family safe, and just general knowledge in general so you can share with your friends when you're on that boat. And <laughs> someone's had a little too much to drink, you can say, hey, I heard
0: on unholstered not to do that. Too many white claws, that's for sure. Well, I think that's where we start. To me, I think that's the biggest thing to address when it comes to the summer season is simply drinking. And I don't know if people are aware, but you can still get arrested for driving your boat drunk driving a bicycle while drunk all the things sophia can you kind of break down what we need to know about i'm going to call it drinking and driving but driving all forms of transportation yes because there are charges that you could have on different um, apparatus.
1: So for a car, you'd have a .08 as your legal limit for a Class C misdemeanor. If you're above a .15, it would go to a Class A misdemeanor. So we don't want you to get any, either of those. And honestly, at an .08, you're pretty intoxicated. I know we've done some tests on people, and when you're hitting that .08, I know people were really worried when it went from .1 to .08, Um you're really actually was, so there wait, there was pushback about that. There was pushback about that. I don't recall that. um, but it was it, it was necessary. I think at a point zero eight you're pretty intoxicated. your your reaction times are slower, you're slurring your words. you're you're pretty drunk unless you're a seasoned drinker.
0: by the way, in previous episodes of Unholstered, we've talked about the tests that you all yes. do as law enforcement or yes. you all sit there and drink and, and reach certain levels and I won't give away all the juicy details. But if you've not heard that episode, definitely go to the Unholstered podcast and download that one because it is well worth a listen. It is one
1: of our most highly rated (laughs) (laughs) episodes. So going forward on a boat, it's the same thing. So you can receive the same charge if you're driving and drinking while on a boat. Now, I want to let everyone know that you have to have a Indiana driver's license to actually operate a boat. Um, If you do not have a license, you can still operate a boat, but you do have to go through classes on boat. A safety and you can do that just is Indiana. there an age gov. limit for that yes so you have to be um over the age of 15 to operate a boat anything bo- above a 10 horsepower or personal watercraft that has some kind of um, engine on it hmm. you have to be over the age of 15 to drive
0: I don't have my own you know lake place i don't really know all these rules i have friends who have, have places places over the lake i'm not so fancy I, either yeah i'm not that fancy <laughs> to know all of these rules but that yeah. i don't know that kind of surprises me i guess
1: yeah um and then it's just safety right because yeah. they're, they're powerful they can be very powerful some of those things are speed boats and they can go very very fast so also there are um speed limits on the lakes depending on where you where you are there are no wake zones those kinds of things that go on and those are patrolled by dnr so those are Department of Natural Resources. They have their own police department, and they are in charge of the waterways and into the um, forests and, and things like that. So hunt, take care of all the hunting, those kind of things. So it's, it's just one of those things where we just have to be aware. And I know it's really easy to be on the lake, and you're on the sandbar up at the, in the north. And this is a big thing for here in Indiana. Sure. I don't know if oh, you're yes. listening from other places. This is a really big thing from Indiana. And right around where we live, we have a lot of lakes within about an hour drive. So a lot of people have lake places, and it's really easy to go out there and start drinking all day. The hot sun, you're drinking a few more beers than you would because you're hot, Gee, not it hydrating. fabulous, Sophia. I know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know you can get very intoxicated in a very yeah. short period of time just from dehydration. So um, just people be aware of what how much you're drinking. Make sure there's someone on your boat that still can operate that vehicle, uh, that boat safely. Because if you do get stopped by DNR, it's the same charge as if you were driving a, a vehicle.
0: Don't you think it would be harder, and I don't know if you know, because obviously you're not on DNR, but to tell a, I don't know, a drunk boat from a drunk car? I feel like spotting a drunk driver is pretty easy in a vehicle. I would think probably, you know, just like it is, I mean, just for like a layperson looking, I mean,
1: sometimes you can see. But if you're like a nuanced DNR officer and you've been you on know. those waterways, you can tell. There are certain things you can tell, just like I can tell differently from you what a drunk driver looks like on the road. Because they're drunk. watching you, probably watching you consume alcohol and then get behind because they make several laps around the lake i've been up to lakes with friends and I've, i can spot them fairly easy and then you know you can see them coming around and you always know I'm, oh dinner's on the way and everybody hides <laughs> their beer you can drink on the boat you just can't be driving the boat and right, drinking right. or be drunk and driving
0: what about biking what are the rules for being drunk on a bicycle
1: Uh, Those would be, uh, they're not going to be operating while intoxicated charges, but there could be uh, public intoxication charges Mm -hmm. that come from that. So public intoxication, you would have to, you know, uh, endangering your life or the life of another person or causing a public, uh, breach of public decency or something like that in order to get that public intoxication charge so if you're right if you're drunk and riding into traffic or something like that you can be arrested on so a i'm curious again charge. whether
0: if you're listening in fort wayne you know what tour de fort is yes i'm sure there are other big biking um bar crawls i don't know what else to call yes. it uh, that's essentially what it is let's be yes. honest you it is. hop from bar to bar on a bicycle but around here like hundreds and hundreds of people join tour de fort it's a big deal and like i said i'm sure other communities have something similar And we've got tour de fort happening in fort wayne it's it's june 10th do you have a lot of um public intoxication arrests during that we don't generally the people doing that
1: have a really good time but they also have a lot of safety measures in place for the people that organize it so they're keeping people in check keeping people in the bike lanes and keep making sure that everyone's doing safe and i've had some friends that have gone to those um Tour de Forts and, um, you know, they, they, they have a good time, but everyone's generally pretty safe. And it's not to say that they are not getting um, a little inebriated along the way, because there's a lot of stops. So right? there, if there are having... I,
0: I have done it once. <laughs> I have participated in Tour de Fort one time, um, if that tells you anything. Only did it once. <laughs> there are a lot of stops, but I'm also like, yeah, I bike and I'm a good I'm a good biker but when you're downtown Fort Wayne I mean you you still Need to have your wits about you to some Degree I agree they put up great safety measures And it's like here's your designated bike lane This is where you belong where you can park your bike But I I did not Allow myself to drink too much simply because I'm Like geez the last thing I want to do is drive Out in front of a vehicle or 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 vice versa, a vehicle yeah. come towards me and I don't react quick enough. Yeah,
1: and I think most of the people doing those kinds I of activities too. are pretty yeah. responsible. Are there some that probably don't, won't be, yeah, and if we need to, we'll deal with them. But we have not had an incident in any years that they thing I am thing so
0: pleasantly surprised, yeah. but I'm glad to hear that. It's responsibility and <laughs> people right. are
1: being responsible. So it's a good thing. You can have fun and still have a lot of fun and still be responsible. And that's the whole name of the game here. Do you
0: have extra patrol on for Tour de fort?
1: We do not, but I think sometimes we know about it, and sometimes they might put a couple bike guys in the area of where they are. We don't really mess with people unless we need to, um, but we've never gotten any reports that anything's gone awry on those kinds of things, and if if they are, it's generally from people that aren't in the bike mm-hmm. tour, but um, someone else coming in and kind of trying to barge their way in.
0: You mentioned, you know, when you're out on the lake and you're on the boat and the sun's beating down, you're dehydrated and you're kind of drinking all this alcohol, that you can get drunk quicker. We've kind of touched on this before in previous episodes, just about some like the best drinking advice. I don't know, that sounds kind of weird to put it that way. (laughs) However, I do think it's really relevant information. We've actually had some guests on talking about this as well. And and I can't quite remember the rule of thumb myself. It's for, for one drink, one glass of water every hour, or what is it? I think that that's a
1: general good practice to have. Um, if So the the difference of alcohol is different in each thing. So sure. beer has less. Wine can have a little bit less, depending on the wine, to a lot more, depending on the wine, and beer, too. So we can get into some of those craft beers that can be like 12 and 13% alcohol, and then you have your hard liquor. So depending on what you're drinking. Uh, but I think the general rule is if you're going to have two beers an hour, I would also... Um, follow that up with a a 16 ounce bottle of water. Hmm, Stay hydrated. Um, It's just a general good practice in the summer because a lot of bad things can happen. Um, And I know everybody pees in the lakes. (laughs) 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 Another reason why I'm not a Laker. Yep, same. (laughs) But I know that they're doing that and so you can't really look at your urine to see how dehydrated you are. But if you're out in the heat and you're just drinking beer, you're gonna become a lot more dehydrated than if you are just drinking beer and water. So it's just a general good thing to, to keep water on board and make sure that your passengers, because your passenger can get a public intoxication charge if they're doing things that endanger themselves or the lives of others while they're on that Really?
0: Boat. I did not yeah. know that.
1: Yeah. So just be careful. Same as um, a, a passenger in a vehicle. You can also sustain a public intoxication charge. If you're doing things huh. um, like hanging out the window, opening up the door, Pe- drunk people do a lot of dumb stuff. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> I've seen a lot through my career uh, of what they do. So just make Sure, your people are are being properly are being safe and, um handling themselves properly. Sidebar: Can you tell us
0: the dumbest drunk story that you have? Oh, I'd have to think about it, but <laughs> I, I'll probably I write a book share. But I, I, will, I will definitely think about <laughs> it. Yeah, think about, about it. Think about it through the show <laughs> if you can come up with one, one of the dumbest drunk scenarios. I don't know that
1: they're dumbest, but they're just dumb. I mean, there's a lot of dumb. Oh yeah, oh, our, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, for, for me, though, the the dumbest thing is just getting on behind behind the wheel True of the car that, yeah. or. Uh, bikes, motorcycles. We've had a lot of drunk people on motorcycles, and gosh, that's even more dangerous than mm-hmm. the car because you're just on two wheels, yeah, in the open. So it's a lot of a lot of dangerous things that go on on, on motorcycles, speed, those kinds of. And things. And
0: you don't have to wear a helmet in the state of Indiana. You do
1: not. Um, I, I, I get it. This the whole freedom, but man, I I don't even I don't even know that I would get on a motorcycle these days. Just and it's not the, so much that um, my control would then be with someone else because I do not drive mm-hmm. a motorcycle, but. Uh, Just everyone around you and how people are driving these days. I mean, I was driving yesterday. My personal vehicle going to pick up flowers and dirt and stuff. And this guy came into my lane and I honked at him. Just like, hey, warning, you're coming in my lane. And then he's like sticking his hands out the window. And then two minutes later at the light, he flips me off. I'm like, really?
0: Yeah, he came into my lane.
1: I was just letting you know you were coming into my lane and I was here. Yeah, Um, no, I'm with you. I don't know that a motorcycle would be my first thing.
0: On that note, then, do you guys, you know, do any extra patrols, whether it's on... On the water for lake season, anything like that, as we head into the summer season. So DNR handles most of the uh, handles
1: all the waterways in the state of Indiana. Indiana DNR. Um, however, we are launching a boat patrol for the summer. No kidding. Um, it's a new program for us, and we have four officers that will be on that boat patrol. So they'll be mainly charged with handling the waterways right around. Our um, parks here that so we like have the around the deck, have. the rivers that we have. Okay. Yes. Now that's technically DNR's area, but you know they're shorthanded just like everyone else. So we just want to help them out and keep the people in our community safe.
0: So, so when does this new patrol? This is it called boat patrol. It's I mean, called boat patrol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when does it launch?
1: It will launch here pretty soon. They're still going to training. Uh, we have the four officers. They're doing classroom work. Then they'll get on the waterways up in northern Indiana with DNR, and DNR is going to give put them through a rigorous. Uh, testing phase, um, do aggressive rescue, um, handling people on the waterways, water rescue, all those kinds of things. They'll have to learn how to do, um, and have to swim miles to make sure that they're in shape to actually. Because it's it's a very exhausting, um, from what I hear, of rescuing someone in the water. Because um, no. no, no not only are you responsible for your own safety, but someone else's. So you've got to actually drag someone who may not be conscious. So you have your weight plus their weight, plus you're trying to swim to a, to a safe area and then get them up on the boat.
0: Something you know that I've learned from the show is that it seems like all facets, facets of the Fort Wayne Police Department, a lot of it's volunteer based on top of the duty that you already do, the job that you already do. So when it comes to these four officers, was this, hey, we volunteer to do boat patrol?
1: They were Yes, they so they put their names in. They were selected of the people that put their names in because they have the most experience. I think that the sergeant heading up the boat patrol was actually in the military and served as um, some kind of water rescue person, from my understanding. And we will have him on as soon as they're back from training. Yes, please. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, and it's just another um, layer from the police department that we have here just to keep people safe. We're not going to be out there aggressively patrolling the waterways, but we're there to keep people safe, making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing because we have a lot of kayaks we have a lot of jet skis yeah. we have a lot of party boats that are now on those waterways so we just want to make sure and we have had some issues in the past um, so we just want to make sure that people are behaving themselves mm-hmm. and being safe
0: what about those like seatbelt patrols or drunk driving checks checkpoints do those all kind of seem to pop back up during the summer months
1: they probably will be seem a little bit more um, active in the summer times because uh, those are grant driven Um, So the state of Indiana provides grants to pay for the overtime for the officers doing those patrols. Mm -hmm. Um, So the state police participate, county police participate. We participate in those grant applications, and we do get them for seatbelt, aggressive driving, which means speed enforcement, really, um, OWI, and then um, hands-free driving. So we do have grants that are... Are there certain quotas
0: us? y'all have to meet? Because that's what people think.
1: No, there are no quotas. However, they do require you to write a certain amount of tickets be, to make the grants worthy enough right, to, right. to give, right? So you do have to go out there and you do have to work. Um, there's you, And they do... Um, there's not like a certain... Like, you have to have 200 tickets. But if you're not producing tickets, it's, they're not going to give you give more you grants the in, the, in the future. And really, honestly, for most people they're not gonna learn a lesson until they're probably paying a ticket. Yeah. Most people, there are some that will, you would, just a warning, but I have found a lot in, and I do a lot of written warnings sometimes, so I know that warning goes, attaches to your name here mm-hmm. in town in our computer, so I can see if someone else has given you a warning for the same offense I'm stopping you again for. Can you see that right away? I, I, I have to go into a name file and, and pull it up, but we do uh, put those, that's why I like to give written warnings instead of just a verbal warning. Um, not cool. everybody does that, yeah. but I, I, that's what I like to do um, because you won't get a, a, a fee for that ticket, but it lets other people know that you've been stopped for this offense in the past and you probably haven't learned your lesson, right. so I'm stopping you again for it.
0: So you clearly need to pay a financial fee this time. Hopefully, probably, yes. Your so not,
1: you're, not every officer will give you a ticket, but some will, some won't. Depends.
0: So if you're punching in on your GPS to the lake can't be holding up your phone watching your gps right i mean no you have to be hands free in the state of indiana i know like nobody does that no um
1: it's nobody's hands free i mean i stay hands free because i have bluetooth in my car so it's easy for me to stay hands free but if you don't have bluetooth in your car i get it but you know what that text can wait you don't need to chrome through social media i mean it it's kind of crazy what I see people doing in their cars with their phones. I still
0: find it crazy because so. that law passed what, a couple of years a couple ago. Couple years ago, yeah, that we were yeah. a hands-free state. Um, I've always been a big advocate of hands-free driving. For a very short period of time, I worked for the Ohio Department of Transportation, obviously in Ohio, yeah. and I didn't do anything like construction-related, nothing like that. However, I was out on construction sites a lot, standing right there as you know potholes are being patched and folks are not only flying by you. But then they're flying by you with their cell phones in their faces. And that was all it took for me mm-hmm. to be, whether state law passed or not, yeah. to become a hands-free driver.
1: It's super scary. I've been on there doing, you know, traffic control or accidents on 69. Mm-hmm. And it's no joke. When someone's going by you at 70 miles yeah. an hour, 80 miles an hour or plus, and they're not getting over. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's very um, humbling, mm-hmm. um, very scary. Mm-hmm. I've almost been hit numerous times. And you, it is a state law in the state of Indiana. You must pull over into a different lane away from a first responder or tow truck driver. Um, if you do not, you can receive a citation. It's a lot of points on your license. I believe it's like six points. No and it's kidding. Probably, I knew
0: we had move of our laws, but yeah, I didn't know it was that It's severe. probably
1: upwards to four or $500 fine. Whoa. Um, and it's that severe uh, because we've had so many officers struck and tow truck drivers struck when they're trying to clean up accidents so we can keep those highways open and those interstates open. So just move over. If you cannot move over, you have to slow down, right. way down, not to from 70 to 68. No, you have to slow way down, give yourself time to stop in case something happens, because you never know what might happen.
0: Well, speaking of, you know, crashes and accidents, do we tend to see those numbers go up as well throughout the city during the summer months? Because, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, are probably getting behind the wheel when they shouldn't.
1: We see a lot of intoxication accidents, yes. And I think just sometimes in the summer, we just lose our minds Um, whenever it's, it's weird because, you know, in the winter, we expect accidents because of the conditions of the roads. But, man, on those first few summer nice bright days, we have so many accidents. I'm thinking, it's a nice day out. How are you? But I just think people just aren't paying attention. We're just getting more and more distractions, whether it's, you know, um, our cell phones or the kids, people Mm -hmm. in our car, or we're on a phone call. We're just distracted. Has this
0: ever happened to you? This is real. And I... I hate that this has happened to me but it is real I'll be driving into work which I leave for work around 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning so it's pretty early I'm half asleep but I swear I'm sleeping while I'm driving like I'll drive I'm like whoa how did I get here yes like it's I'm like a mile guy. has gone by <laughs> yeah and I'm like whoa yeah and I it like freaks me out it doesn't happen often but it has happened more than once but I'm always like, that, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah, that is
1: very common, um, especially when you're going to and from the same location repeatedly yep. using the same way and all Which the Which I do. Uh, you just kind of get in this hypnotic state of I'm just yes. going there. Um, and you're like, how did I stop at the stop size? Right. Did like, did I stop, the stop at lights? the light? I don't. Um, yeah, I don't remember how I got here. Yes, I've I've done that.
0: OK, so that's okay, a always... real thing. And it,
1: it actually I believe I heard that in like driver school. That, that that can happen. Oh, and I don't and recall that. there is a thing that said, you know, within a mile or two of home is where most accidents happen, probably because we're in such that... Like robotic of, mode. Yeah, yeah, of, hey, I'm going here, or I go, I'm going to work every day, this, you know, going down Jefferson going to work, but then I go to the weekend and all of a sudden I'm going to work when I'm supposed to be going
0: somewhere oh, else. Oh my gosh, Sophia, I do it about once a week. <laughs> yeah, I crazy. I will be driving, uh, you know, to go get my daughter from where she goes to daycare and I'm driving to work. I'm like, you've got to be getting yeah. me. I mean, I probably do that like once a week. I know. And I know people can relate, so don't say you can't okay. relate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're lying. Like, you two are just dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're lying if you if you can't relate. Okay. I feel like drinking was the big one. We, we covered it pretty thoroughly, but what about those um seat for check uh, seat belt checks are those enforced more throughout the summer mm-hmm. as well um probably not more we do this
1: throughout the year again grant driven um oh enforcement. okay gotcha um, now an officer can do that on their own but when you see when you see a lot of people getting pulled over at the same time it's usually a school bus grant um owi grant seat belt grant or aggressive driving grant
0: and what happens if you are not wearing your seat belt You get a fine.
1: It's a $25 ticket. It does not go on your driver's license, so it doesn't for insurance purposes. Um, it's just a $25 fine to remind you to wear your seatbelt. And a passenger over the age of 16 can get a ticket as well oh. if they're not wearing their seatbelt. So they'll get a separate ticket if they're not wearing their seatbelt. Again. Is that
0: an issue? You know, most cars these days, you know, ding obnoxiously if you don't have your seatbelt on. I mean, is that really a, a big issue still? People not wearing their seatbelts. I see it all the time. Really? Or they're wearing it improperly. We've talked about it in the past. Uh, a lot of women do this and I,
1: I get it. But you can adjust that seatbelt at the top where the seatbelt comes mm-hmm. out of the pillar there's an adjustment there because a lot of people like it rides high on my neck well you can take that down yeah it, so it yeah. doesn't ride on your neck and just across your chest but the problem with wearing it improperly is it's not going to help you you're still going to go forward yeah your hips are going to stay in place but you're going to go forward you're going to hit that airbag that's probably coming out of your car at great force harder than you would if you were in the seatbelt, and it can break your neck mm-hmm. um, early on in my career I saw uh, a young woman she was probably 30 she was really small framed and I remember it was at Coliseum on Coliseum Boulevard just by Chuck E. Cheese and got in a T-bone accident her airbag deployed it snapped her neck and killed her Oh, because she was so small and mm-hmm. the force and she was not wearing a seatbelt so not properly mm. anyway yeah and she her she just went for full force into that hair bag and it snapped her neck and killed her
0: okay so note to self always wear your seat belt yeah for properly that reason alone. across properly. your chest and ad- adjust
1: it at the top and yeah. uh, where it comes out of the a pillar there's a place where you can adjust it up or down
0: I mean I always wear mine properly again my car dings yeah I, I've if just I come don't. to habit to wear it and yeah. it saved my life at a
1: time I needed it to so I'm yeah. like a
0: full force you're tank. indebted to that I am I am a push on. okay Sophie, you've got like two minutes here Jeez, any other quick I know it goes by really quick so I want to that's why I want to kind of bump it up here some of the most important safety tips then as we ha- again, I think drinking is obviously the big one. We've covered it thoroughly, but what else, really quick, do folks need to know for summer safety tips? You know that that we've got the uh, unofficial kickoff to summer.
1: Well, this isn't necessarily a um, police issue, but I just want everybody to stay hydrated in the summer. Yeah. Uh, this this past week, you know, we saw some really high temperatures in the 90s, and I want just people to stay hydrated because you can become delirious once those uh, hydration levels go down, and you can have all sorts of things that mimic heart attacks and chest pain, and you know, it's it's those heat strokes and heat... Um heat exhaustion those are real things and they can really be dangerous f- for you so just stay hydrated in the summer and not with alcohol give yourself some water I know alcohol is great I love great beer when it's nice and hot so just make sure you're drinking some water when you're drinking some alcohol as well and just stay hydrated and especially our elderly people say check they up on never your neighbors. drink yeah. enough water ever um, so just make sure your neighbors are doing okay and if you can mow that grass for the elderly person next to you or someone who might be injured or something like that do that it's just a kind thing to do
0: and keep an ear out we got a lot of Cooling centers that pop we up, do. splash and pads it, <clears> around <throat> town.
1: Yeah, and if you follow uh, Fort Wayne Police Department social media on Facebook, we do post the cooling stations when those temperatures get up high enough where the city then provides them. So we'll post those where those are, and also just keep in mind the malls, movie theaters. Yeah. If you don't have air conditioning in your house, you can always go to the mall, walk around. Um, and it's nice and cool in there.
0: Good stuff this weekend, Sophia. I'm actually really excited for next weekend's guest. I have booked this person. <laughs> I know, um, which I'm never happens. <laughs> Sophia always books all of our it's guests. The second person you booked. I think so it is I'm the second excited. one. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, he's from Indiana Firearms Training in Huntington. He is the owner of Indiana Firearms Training there, and what this guy is doing. Um, with firearm safety and just his approach and education to firearms is unlike anything that I have ever experienced or been educated on. So I was like, I was like his name's John. I go, John, you've got to come on Unholstered. you got to share what you're doing. I think our listeners will love it. So, Sophia, I know you don't really even really know what you're getting yourself into don't. next I'm, weekend. I'm eager to learn. Uh, but just know it's all things firearms, so I cannot wait. Right. That's next weekend here on Unholstered. If you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered.
1: Police officers, they often get a bad rap. Primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community.
0: Officer Kevin Press kicked Crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And
1: I am Sophia Rosales gatina captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered.
0: An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw a car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. You shoot at the cops right now. We'll back it up. A sixth-grade female student fired multiple rounds. Who
1: are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have a crowd in our neighborhood, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share.
0: From saving lives... Officer Michael, in heroic fashion... Return fire, uh, even
1: even in the midst of, of being shot himself. Two soul-crushing losses. This is a raw scene,
0: and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders, and every incredible moment in between. Thank God there's a school resource officer there to handle and de-escalate the situation, so nobody was hurt. We're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth.
1: So join us for a show unlike any other and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before
0: your town your topics your team this is unholstered
1: podcasts by federated media